You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Back with Inside Purple and Gold, Jace Frederick, Dame Mizutani, uh, back discussing Minnesota's 23-7 dominant victory over Green Bay. A lot of talk about Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell in the first segment. Let's get into the defense, though, because you can make a pretty strong argument that that was the better unit today, which is stunning. Uh, Going up against an Aaron Rodgers-led team, Minnesota holds Rodgers to just seven points. Uh, Green Bay looked kind of flummoxed and out of answers all day. Really, Green Bay had to work for everything. Every first down felt like it was pulling teeth. You mentioned how, like, the offense – had things that you'd maybe been waiting for or not seen before. Like the defense, I think had a dynamic we haven't seen before in a while too. Absolutely. And I think we can credit ourselves, Jace, me and you look like geniuses coming all out of it. this because what have we said all off season that a, that a dynamic pass rush can make a defense great. It really can. You're going against Aaron Rodgers, And I understand, look, he lost Devonte Adams. Alan Lazard, the presumed number one receiver, wasn't there. His first throw of the game is, is a deep bomb to Christian Watson, and the dude just drops it. Let's that, it right, that right there, uh, when I, when that happened, Minnesota just scored. First play for Green Bay. Christian Watson should have had like a 75-yard touchdown. Um, Patrick Peterson got just fried on a, on a double move from a rookie on his first snap, and Watson drops it. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, here we go. 38-31, somebody's going to win. Right. So you look at all those things, right? Like all of these things that, that Aaron Rodgers was, was lacking. And, you know, if you want to make excuses, like you can point to all of these things that I just mentioned, but at the end of the day, he's Aaron Rodgers and you almost expect him to overcome these things. You almost expect him to, to, to be able to kind of surpass like the weaknesses around him. And he wasn't able to do that today, largely because of the pass rush, which is what we talked about a lot. In the, in the lead up to this season. If Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith are great, the Vikings defense is going to be a heck of a lot better than it was the past couple of years. And and you saw that today. Um, again, very similar to the offense. You, you you didn't know what to expect from the defense. They didn't play any starters in, in the preseason. They didn't. Why would you with, with the Neil Hunter and Zadarius Smith's injury history and Harrison Smith and, and Eric Hendricks getting up there in age, but like, They didn't play anyone in the preseason, so you didn't know what to expect. And I think what you can tell, what you can glean from one game watching this defense is they're going to come after you. Um, They're going to come after you from from a bunch of different angles in in different ways. Yes, technically, Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith are edge rushers. But one of the the Zadarius Smith's one sack of the day came by him bull rushing the guard, just completely just bench pressing that guy up back into Aaron Rodgers. And that speaks to what we talked about as well. Like these guys aren't just coming from the left and the right. They're coming from all over the position, you know, all over the field and formation. And that's hard to figure out. It was hard for Aaron Rodgers to figure out. I think it's going to be hard for other offenses to figure out. And it was huge because so often Minnesota didn't really have to take chances defensively. Um, they were really able to trust the guys up front to get home a lot. Like, and, and the blitzes that they did bring, um, they were really well-timed. Uh, there were very few times where I felt like the secondary was truly tested. Not that they couldn't have passed it against this 
Green Bay receiving corps, but I don't feel like they were put in positions where guys were on islands or really tested. Like Minnesota had a lot of like umbrella coverage uh, where there was nothing happening deep. Um, and, and it seemed to kind of frustrate Rogers, but just to like hammer home the impact of a passing rush, you talked about that Zadarius Smith bull rush sack on that play. It was incredibly obvious in the television broadcast. The Vikings lost Randall Cobb on that play. Um, and he was open across the middle of the field and with almost nobody on that side. And it looked like if he wasn't going to score, um, it was 40 yards out. I think he was going to at least get inside the 10 um, and probably set up a green Bay touchdown. He was maybe like Roger's second or third read, but Roger saw him and he just had to wait for him to clear Kendricks. And then it was Cobb and nothing. Uh, and it was going to be a massive play, but Rogers didn't have time to pull the trigger. Like Smith got there ahead of time. Like these, these pass rushers are erasers. Like you can screw up other things and it doesn't matter. A play is negated um if pass rushers get home so Darius smith and daniel hunter are guys who can do that and they did that today and they frustrated aaron Rodgers. and then we saw the other vets like they made timely plays we've questioned like how much good football does harrison smith have left we think eric kendricks is still a really good player but last year wasn't as great played really well today um kendricks makes the play that really seals it um at the end and the last when rogers goes to tunning in the end zone kendricks breaks it up harrison smith had the pick right before the half like the veterans played well. Um, I think there were a lot of different things to like, and I can't really pick out anybody defensively who played poorly, which is a positive for Minnesota. Yeah, no, that that's a good point because nobody played poorly on the defense. And, and it was funny talking to Zadarius Smith after the game. Um, you know, everyone pretty much played well on the defense because he, he, he was saying how entering this matchup, they, they had a friendly wager you know, amongst the team, who's going to get the most sacks in the game? Well, like four or five guys tied just because like mm-hmm. every, there are four guys had one sack. Nobody had more than the other. Right. And Zadarius Smith had one of those sacks, but I think that that little joke tongue in cheek, you know, response from, from Zadarius Smith showcases how good they were today. You know, it wasn't just one guy wrecking the play, you know, wrecking, you know, what, what the Packers were able to do having a, you know, an incredible day, single season, you know, single effort. It was the whole team. It was a collective. It was a culmination. Uh, and, and I think that's obviously something you should be excited to see if you're a Vikings fan, because like as much as Green Bay was lacking weapons, I, I think like you're not going to play quarterback as good as Aaron Rodgers very much this, 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 this season. And yeah, I'm sure week one, Aaron Rodgers will look a lot different than week 18 Aaron Rodgers, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. And if you were able to frustrate him as a collective, uh, you know, I, I think that speaks volumes to what you might be able to do against other quarterbacks who, who just aren't as good. I just, I was, what did you think of the run defense? Because I thought in the first half, they did a really nice job um, containing that. Uh, it, Really, it looked like a dominant unit. It did seem like Green Bay kind of found something in the running game in the second half. Maybe I think part of that came from the idea that Minnesota knew there was up three scores. Um, And so if you're going to make Green Bay score, it might as well be, you know, ripping off eight, 10 yard chunks at max um, and then and then deal with the the way the time kind of sucks off the clock. Because largely Green Bay ran out of time in this game to where a comeback wasn't realistic anyway. Um, Did you see like. Any cause for concern in the way that Green Bay did get up to 6.2 yards of carry? I mean, A.J. Dillon really got going. Or do you think that was maybe more of a product of Minnesota getting a little less aggressive defensively, especially in the early down work in the second half? Yeah, I think I I can see where 
people who would be a little nervous because of how, how porous the run defense was the past couple of seasons would maybe be feeling a little uneasy coming out of this game. But I think you can give maybe the Vikings defense the benefit of the doubt here. That that drive in particular that you were talking about when they ripped off, you know, seemingly six, seven, eight, nine-yard runs in chunks, you know, in, in repetition. Uh, I think a lot of that was, was open because the Vikings were playing the pass, playing, okay, let's just not get beat deep. Let's not let Aaron Rodgers c- kind of have one of these patented drives where he hits like 20 – three or four 20 yard chunk plays and he's right down the field. I think the Vikings were content to kind of let them kind of run. If you're going to take eight yards to carry, go ahead here. Um, I think that will kind of change by situation down, you know, the rest of this season here. Um, I think there, there were anecdotal spots of encouragement. If you look at the run defense, I think about, you know, the fourth and one play a little bit of that is, you know, the Green Bay down at the goal line, fourth and one. They go shotgun, shotgun. which is which is silly. But we see so uh, much of that in football, and it makes no sense. But I think if you just if you look at that play, it was like, okay, we know they're they're one yard away, yep. and they're probably going to run it. Um, you know, I guess that that's another argument. Should they have passed it? Like you have Aaron Rodgers, should you have just kind of let him, you know, take over the, in that moment of the game, fourth and one? at the one yard line, but you know, I digress. If you have a good idea, this team's going to run it. The Vikings were able to kind of fill that hole as Darius Smith made the play coming down from the backside. But if you look at you know, the push that, that guys like Harrison Smith and, and, and Dalvin Tomlinson got up front, AJ Dillon wasn't able to walk in to the end zone. He was able to be in a position where, Darius Smith was able to stand him up and, and, and get him from the back because of the push the line got. So while that's only one play of the game, I think if you just look at certain sequences and certain moments from the game when the Vikings needed to get a stop, I think they were able to. So I, I guess you can kind of give them the benefit of the doubt, at least from my opinion of, okay, a lot of that average yards per rush was buoyed by a possession that the Vikings felt it felt to me that they were content just letting them take chunks and, and, and bleed the clock dry themselves. So we'll see long-winded answer TBD about the defense or about the run defense. We'll see about that. Um, but if this, if, if the Vikings can get to the passer and, and, and rush the passer the way they were able to today, the run defense might not matter as much. We talked about this, the formula of success for this defense. And I don't walk out of this game thinking, oh, maybe this is a top five defense in the NFL. It's not, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but the whole idea of like success in the NFL, especially when you have what could be a high powered offense, is can you make the big plays? Can you make the big stops? Can you show up in the key moments? They did that time and time again today. You talked about the fourth and one at the goal line. Like that was a game changer, no question about it. Uh, the first drive out of the half, like, okay, Green Bay's down 17, nothing, but you think, okay, if they score seven there, the tone of the game kind of shifts. Well, first and 10 from Green Bay from the 44, Jordan Hicks gets home. Dalvin Tomlinson recovers the fumble. Okay. Minnesota doesn't even have to do anything and is gifted a field goal and 20 to nothing feels even more like you have a stranglehold on the game. Uh, you know, Green Bay, now it's it's 20 to 7. Like, they come down and they, and they score, and, and A.J. Dillon does punch it into the end zone. Minnesota has to punt. Green Bay gets the ball back. It's like, oh, okay. They're moving the ball down the field. Early fourth quarter, nearing midfield. Um, they're at the 48-yard line. Second and seven. Eric Kendricks just comes darting through the line. 
forces a throwaway. And then the next play, DJ Wanham gets home and just destroys Aaron Rodgers. Uh, forced the punt, and I don't. then Minnesota has the long drive after that. The game was really never in doubt from there. Like Every time there was a big moment where the defense had to step up, they did. Um, and, and that's all I think you're asking for out of this unit. And that's where pass rush helps you do that, especially in like, okay, it's a passing obvious situation here, which if Minnesota gets a lot of shootouts or just in the games where, you know, they're going to score a lot, the other team's going to be trailing. They're going to be in a lot of passing situations that if Minnesota can make them pay, like they made Green Bay pay today, that is a heavy formula for success. Not to say teams won't score points, but maybe they won't score on the most critical possessions because every time like it was a must have Minnesota's defense got it today. And I think that's, that is the formula for success for this season. One thing I will say, and, and not to kind of rain on this, this really sunny day that it was for the Vikings defense. David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins did not play. Yeah, for, I wanted to get into some of this next segment. Yeah, there's and, and it wasn't a perfect team they played today. Yeah, and and we'll get more into that in segment three. But a lot of the the pass rush you did get could probably be chalked up to the fact that they were without their book and tackles. Green Bay was, and then if you kind of do like a little mental exercise out of that, well, what if Bakhtiari was there? What if Jenkins was there? Would Rodgers have had more time to throw? If he had more time to throw, would receivers have come open? Because there were times when he did have time to throw, he wasn't uncomfortable in the pocket, that he was able to move right down the field. There were times, we mentioned the Christian Watson drop, that Patrick Peterson just got torched on one in one-on-one coverage. Uh, there was another play. You know, there, I think Aaron Rodgers had the, had the ball. He, he faked, you know, pump faked, and Romeo Dobbs just got wide open because of that. Like, there, there were breakdowns across – the, the field from the defensive perspective, it was by no means a perfect game. And so I, I will be curious to see like when the Vikings aren't getting home with regularity, when, when they do play, you know, a stout, you know, run blocking team or pass blocking team, does the defense look as good? Um, I think that as impressive as they were today, you can almost say there was a little TBD because the team that was across the way was, was by no means full strength. That's week one, right? Too like, like week one, you know you're going to get mistakes on the other end. Um, you're going to have – this is when you're going to have the most coverage lapses, breakdowns, confusion, things like that. When Minnesota got those breakdowns, it took advantage, and and it led to touchdowns, it led to big plays for Justin Jefferson. Um, when Green Bay got the breakdowns, it leads to a, a drop 75 yards down the field. Uh, it's It's – that's the game, you know, taking advantage of these kinds of things. Minnesota did that. Minnesota certainly, I thought, looked like the more prepared team than Green Bay. This is two years in a row now where I think Green Bay kind of laid an egg um, in its opener. Mm-hmm. It certainly recovered last season. We'll get into this in this next segment. Do we think Green Bay can recover again? Do we think Minnesota is like the divisional favorite now? Um, let's get into all that stuff here right after the break.